0: This message this morning is to help us understand, and you, if you're at home or you're standing, you may be seated, is to help us understand the many wonderful benefits that comes from worship and from spending time in God's presence. So while we do not desire God's presence so that we might gain the benefits, the benefits are a result of spending time with Him. And one of the things that may happen to you or is happening to you as we go through this time of of the pandemic is that your worship experience may be affected. And what I want you to do this morning is to reconnect in worship to God so you can enjoy the benefits of worship and the benefits of being in God's presence. Uh, a, A recent study by a center for addiction and substance abuse was done. And I'm going to give you the finding. So they found that the absence or presence of a father makes a lot of difference in the psychological well-being of children. When a father is there, the study says uh, to share meals with his children, take them to church, help them with homework, and spend quality time with them, there are many desirable outcomes. Such children, the study says, are much less likely to become alcoholics, drug addicts, or substance abusers of any kind. Such children are much more likely to complete their education and fulfill their goals. Such children are more likely to be happy, healthy, secure, and emotionally stable. In other words the presence of a father makes a big difference in the lives of his children and many important benefits will accrue to them because they have spent time with their father conversely the absence of the father is usually very detrimental to the well-roundedness of his children of course the mother's role is extremely important as well and cannot and should not be minimized. But this particular study was focused on how important the presence of a father is for his children. And that, and that presence was found to be absolutely crucial. Therefore, if an earthly father is so important to his children. How much more so is the presence of the Heavenly Father in the lives of his children? We just sung, I am a child of God. You see, the more we spend time in our Father's presence, the more likely we are to find ourselves enjoying all the wonderful benefits of his proximity to our lives. In the same way, a a child benefits from the presence of their earthly father in their lives, so it is that the child of God benefits from the presence of their heavenly father in their life. The less time we spend... In his presence, the less likely we are to enjoy and benefit from all he wants to offer us as a father who loves to be with his children. And I know you may be bothered by all the changes happening around you, but don't leave the presence of the Lord. It is crucial to your well-being and your keeping and your prosperity and your hope and your joy and your pleasures and your peace. You see, one of the most important ways of spending time with our Heavenly Father is through worship. And I'm not going to define to you what worship is this morning. I, I figure by now, based on all that we have done, that we understand what worship is and what true worship is according to Scripture. In John it says that, John it says that the time is coming and the time is now when the true worshiper must worship the Father in spirit, and in truth. Worship is more something inwardly than it is outwardly. Worship flows from the inside out, not from the outside in. Worship is a primary way of being with him and experiencing his presence. If you want to experience God's presence, then you're going to have to use a do or go through the worship experience. And like there are benefits to hanging out with our earthly Father, so there are even greater benefits of hanging out with our heavenly Father. When we worship, we are opening ourselves to receiving more of what God has to offer us. Nothing opens up our life to experience the benefits of God more so than the worship experience. And that is why I want you to dedicate time. During this time to worship God. Not just when church is on, on a Sunday, but when there is no church service, there ought to be continued worship. Now let's be clear. God should be worshipped first and foremost because he's God. He deserves it. He deserves to be worshipped because of who he is. We should never make the mistake of deciding to worship him because of what we get out of it you should never love your father because of what your father gives you but because he's your father don't love your mother because of all that she gives you love her because she is your mother And so it is with our Heavenly Father. When we love Him, when we worship Him, we are doing it because of who He is. He is our Father. But when we do worship Him because of who He is and what He has done, and when we spend time in His presence because it is what He deserves and what we need, then many benefits overflow into our lives from that time spent with him. Nothing moves the heart. Of your early parents. Than when you adore them. And you love them. And you serve them. In turn what they do. As your your early parents. Is because they see you loving them. And submitting to them. And adoring them so much. They begin to pour goodness on you. And so it is. With our heavenly father. When we we, we need time with our Heavenly Father, and we can only find the deepest kind of happiness, purpose, and meaning in our lives when we have a deep and intimate connection with Him. So if you are not connected to worship this morning, I pray in the name of Jesus that you'll get reconnected to worship and enjoy the benefits that He provides. You see, worship can be a place where that connection is strengthened and we receive so many of the blessings He intends to shower on us. So right now, I don't know about you, but we are going through a time when we need the blessings of the Lord all over our lives more than ever before. And in the worship experience, we enjoy that. And so let me share with you uh, some benefits that comes from being in God's presence. Benefits that comes from reconnecting to God in worship. The first benefit is that we enjoy emotional benefits from being in God's presence. I don't know what you're going through emotionally. But in Psalm 16 verse 11, it's a very uh, a familiar passage for many of us. And it contains a deep truth when it says that God's presence brings joy. It says you will... You will make known to me the path of life in your presence. In your presence is fullness of joy. It, in your right hand, one translation says, there are pleasures evermore. Listen, I want you to remember that. That if right now you're being, you're feeling depressed, you're feeling down, you're feeling discouraged. However you're feeling emotionally, there is a place that God offers where you can have a Joy. There's a place in God through worship where you can have joy for the season and joy for this time. So you don't have to be depressed. In other words, worship changes our emotional state. You're feeling down. You're feeling depressed. You're feeling distressed. Worship can change your emotional state. You can find joy. You cannot find joy by looking for joy you find joy by being in an environment of joy you don't find joyful by looking for joy because that joy is changing that you're going to find it is an environment because you're, if you're in environment The environment will change you emotionally. And that is why when you go to a funeral, you oftentimes mourn or cry. Even if the person is not related to you because the environment many times shapes you emotionally. So if you want to be in a constant state of joy, then obviously the place to be is in the presence of God constantly. Because that's the only place of constant joy. As a child of God, if you're feeling emotionally off, off center and down, it might be that you're in the wrong place. You may be in the wrong place. Not just in the wrong place in terms of a, a, a physical space, but in the wrong place in terms of an emotional place. You are in the wrong place in terms of a spiritual place because our surroundings make a difference. How do I know? When you are out in the sun, you cannot help but feel warm. You don't feel warm because you want to feel warm. You feel warm because you are out in the sun. The sun determines the warmness. You don't. I hope you're getting this, right? It is not you who determines what the environment feels like. It is the environment that determines what you feel like. It is the sun that causes you to feel warm. You don't determine how the sun feels. If you don't want to be warm, you have to change the place that you're at. So you have to come out of the sun. When you're out in the snow, I know some of you have never been out in the snow, neither have I. I hope you understand. You cannot help but feel chilly, even painfully cold. The environment around us makes a difference. Similarly, living in the atmosphere of God's joy will naturally make you more joyful. So you need to gravitate towards God's presence to find comfort, peace, and joy. Now, this whole pandemic and all that is going on in the world is trying to tell you that you have to find joy somewhere else. And so it is affecting your worship, affecting you being in the presence of the Lord. And therefore, what is happening is that the joy in your life is decreasing, and depression is increasing. Psalm, Psalm 34. Uh, from verse 4 to 5, deal with our experiences of fear. Can read the whole psalm. But verse 4 in particular says this. Uh, I want you to find it in your Bible. It says, I sought the Lord. That's worship. I sought the Lord. I sought the Lord. That's worship. That's prayer. I sought the Lord, and He answered me. And here's what the, the scripture says. And delivered me from all my fears. So the psalmist is saying... When I found the Lord, when I worshipped the Lord, he delivered me from all my fear. When I moved from where I was, and I went to find God where he was, when I got to where God was, then my fears were removed. Verse 5. They looked at him and were radiant. And their faces shall never be ashamed. In other words... The psalmist goes into God's presence, filled with his fears, but when those fears see God, they run away. Instead of fear, there is radiance. Things change when you get into God's presence. When you get into the atmosphere of God, everything changes, for in his presence is fullness of joy and I'm telling you if you're not having joy right now, it's not because God is not joy, you're just in the wrong place you want to get in the right place do like the psalmist seek the Lord in worship turn on some worship music, begin to sing to God and get into God's presence and you'll see things strange in Psalm 42 it gives us another example there's so much so much in psalm 42 um speaking about the different state of the soul david keep coming to this point where he says oh uh, uh, our, our, of the sons of Korah, when they were writing said why are you uh, cast down oh my soul why are you disquieted within me and almost every stanza, the, the psalmist goes back to that. Why are you cast down all my soul? Why are you disquieted within me? So it gives us another example that in a time of distress and suffering, when he's down and discouraged, do you feel down and discouraged this morning? Do you feel hopeless this morning like the psalmist was? David finds his hope renewed through praise. David said, I will yet praise you. He says, though he's... Saul was cast down, and though um, they were disquieted within him, he said, I will yet praise him, the help of my countenance. In other words, God would change his countenance as he worshipped him, as he praised God. For we know that in God's presence, things would begin to change. You don't have to stay the way you are. Reconnect to him in worship, and things will change. You see, instead of looking inside, we should look up. We should shift our focus from our problems to God. He can meet our every emotional need. Whatever emotional need you have this morning, God can meet it. I know this because I know this is tough times, but this is God's time. Because in his presence, there is fullness of joy. You can get up every day and walk around and rejoice in the Lord always. You see, you don't have to rejoice in your circumstances, but you can rejoice in your God, in your circumstances. Because you know, if I start rejoicing in my God, in the midst of my circumstances, God will usher me into his presence. And then in his presence, I'll find joy in the midst of my circumstances. You see, we should hang around. What makes us joyful and fulfilled. If you want to be joyful and fulfilled. Listen I can't wait for the saints to get back in church. And we are all gathered together. Because I know many Sundays. I feel. I mean I have tough weeks and tough weekends. Man but when I come to church. And music starts. And you see the people. And you are in the atmosphere. Where people are worshipping God. Things begin to change. And that's one of the things I miss about church. I, I, I know it's online. And it's still church. But There's something missing when you're not in the atmosphere where people are singing and praising God and we're gathered together. But but while that is off, I'm not going to stop worshipping God. I'm not going to stop living in God's presence because I want to enjoy God's joy. You see, we become like what we worship. And if you stay home and worship your depression, you're going to look more depressed. You're going to look more distressed if that's what you're worshiping. Because we become what we worship. I want to become like God. So I'm going to worship God. That's what the scripture speaks about in 2 Kings 17, 15 to 16 i to read just, just a portion of it for you. This is 2 Kings chapter 17 from verse 15 to 16. He said this. They rejected his decree and the covenant he made with their ancestors. Meaning the people rejected God's decree and, 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 and the covenant he made with their forefathers. And they despised all his warnings. So God was warning them and they despised it. Watch this. They worshipped worthless idols. And here's what the scripture said. So they became worthless themselves. Whatever you worship, you're going to become. They worshiped the worthless idols and they became like the idols. Here's what it goes. They followed the example of the nations around them. In other words, they started worshiping the wrong thing. They became the wrong thing and so they started doing the wrong thing. Are you worshiping God? So when you when you reconnect to God through worship, you get into His presence. You get emotional benefits. Secondly, we will get directional benefits in God's presence. You need direction for your life. You may feel like I don't know what to do now, where to go now. God offers direction, and in God's presence, you not only get joy but you get direction. When you worship God, he will direct you. The steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord, and he preserves their ways. That's what he says. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Amen? When we are in God's presence, we are in the best place to receive guidance and direction for our lives. Listen, whenever you don't know where to go and what to do, go to God. Let me say that again. Whenever you don't know what to do and where to go, go to God in worship, and God will lead you. God will lead you. God wants to lead and direct you. When Isaiah needs God's guidance for his life, he gets it by being in God's presence and being honest about his own inadequacies. You see, Isaiah doesn't ask for advice, ask the advice of a whole bunch of people about what he should do. He goes straight to God. Listen, one of the things you need to do, because what worship does, it brings you to God. So God, hear my cry, O Lord, the psalmist says, attend unto my prayers. Listen, when you worship God, God gives you direction. If you look at Revelation chapter 1, verse 10 to 11, you see, it it tells us that John receives his revelation from God when he's in worship. If you read Revelation as God is worshiping, here's what the scripture says. I I was in the... spirit on the Lord's day. John was worshipping and John said, alright, I'm going to write what God says. God is about to give me direction and I'm going to write it. But here is where I was. I was in the spirit. He didn't just get it somewhere. He was in the spirit. Romans 12, 1-2 tells us that when we present our ourselves to God that we will be transformed. I beseech you therefore by the mercies of God to present your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable unto God. This is your reasonable act of worship do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that you may be able to prove what is that good perfect and acceptable will of the lord that's speaking about god begins to tell you and direct you to what his will is remember jesus got direction to the cross in the garden of gethsemane and jesus said nevertheless i wish that cup would pass but nevertheless not my will but thine will be done He was in worship in the presence of the Father. God's guidance is given in his presence. God will steer us toward the place he wants us to be. Listen, if your life is off track, get on track through worship. If you get in God's presence, he will give you good direction. God will never lead you down a bad path. So if you're down a bad path, if you're going down a road that you know you ought not to go down, listen, get back in worship. I'll tell you this. Listen, every time I begin to play worship music or listen to worship songs, it centers my mind. It focuses my eyes. It focuses my heart. There's something about worshiping God that puts you into proper perspective and gives you proper guidance and direction. You get directional benefit. Number three, You will experience relational benefits from being in God's presence. Being in God's presence or in the presence of God with others changes our relationship with them. That is why cell group is so important. Because when you gather together in cell group, it changes your relationship with people. It's going to be hard. Listen. You're... It it takes a master hypocrite to be around people in worship and the relationship don't get better. And that is why it is so important and everything is connecting because you can't offer something to God without being right with people. Remember we did all of that a couple of weeks ago. So, if we come to worship God together, that is why church is so important. Because church makes us love. Church makes us patient, forgiving, and long-suffering. Because church is the called out one. It is not the called out one. It is the called out ones. It is many of us together. Lifting up our voices to the Lord. Have you ever wondered how Moses got one million people to follow him and not one of them went off in some bushes somewhere and got lost? And churches have a hundred and every month somebody get lost and we can't find them? And Moses had one million people and only those who had a problem with God died. And some of our congregation are 50. And we can't find one out of the 50. Listen, a man had a hundred sheep and he found one in a hole. It's not easy. As one was missing, he knew. But in church, who is missing? I don't even know. I mean, not me, (laughs) Just, just, just saying. We don't even know who is missing because we're not keeping count of the sheep. Because we think worship is about me and not about us. You see, God's presence, church, can bring harmony and unity. You see that in Numbers chapter 11. But Ephesians 4 also reminds us of how important the unity of the spirit is. It, is. it is not a unity we create. But one where God himself knits us together. That's the kind of unity. You see the powerful witness of the early church arose from being in one accord through praying together. That's worship. The church became one because they prayed and worshipped God together God wants us to be made one when you bake banana bread uh, I mean my wife likes to bake banana bread she's a master banana bread baker we're going to start a banana bread business call it triple B banana bread business hallelujah Jesus amen you have to take all the ingredients and stir them together thoroughly. When you do that, all the separate ingredients become one substance. And a tasty one at that. It takes a lot of work to bring all the elements together. But they can be blended into something wonderful. You see, the goal of each separate ingredient needs to, be, needs to become part of a bigger whole by being stirred together to make something better in combination than each of the individual ingredients that go into the recipe. We did it recently. Listen, we are better together than we are apart. Acts 1 verse 14 in the the ESV translation says this, All these with one accord were devoting themselves to prior together. With the woman and Mary and the mother of Jesus and his brother. One accord. Worship brings us into one accord. Amen? Amen. Benefit number four. We will benefit judicially in God's presence. There's a judicial benefit. And that judicial means justice. We will get justice. You feel like you have been treated unfairly. You treat like you have been hurt. You treat like people have abused you and they have maligned you. The scripture teaches that in God's presence, we will get our justice. Psalm 149 speaks of singing, praising, and even dancing in worship. In verse 7, it speaks of in the midst of that activity, the psalmist writes that God will execute In verse 7, execute vengeance on the nation and punishment on the peoples. In other words, as the people were praising and dancing and lifting up the name of Jesus, the psalmist says, while you're doing that, while you're worshiping, while you're praising, while you're lifting up God, while you're dancing before God, God is going to execute vengeance on your behalf. So when we need justice in our life, the best place for us to go is into God's presence. You don't have to fight people, just worship God. And God will fight your battles for you. The battle is the Lord's. Joshua stood still in worship. And he said, stand still and see the salvation of our God. Matthew eight fifteen to twenty, Jesus teaches about church discipline, about how to resolve issue, and he says that when two or three are gathered together in his name, he's in their midst. So he's talking about church discipline, and then he says, "Where two or three of you are gathered in my name, I'm in your midst." So the context of this is a very misunderstood verse. This is a promise that comes in a section where Jesus is talking about dealing with people who are sinning. And so Jesus is saying, in, 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 where people are sinning, listen, when you gather, I will be in your midst. In other words, authority is dispensed when God's people gather together to follow him. God gives you authority. When we gather under Jesus' authority, He will bring justice and needed correction. He will execute righteousness. So even in the church of God, as we worship, as we worship in one accord, God will begin to bring correction to those who are in sin. You want to see people, you know, sometimes we have people who are doing wrong. Uh, All of us are guilty of that. Some of us will not deny, it, will not uh, admit it, but some of us know that we do wrong. But here's what happens. As the church gathers in worship, those people come under heavenly conviction. And correction comes. But here's what we normally do. We don't worship. We curse each other. And criticize each other. And before we get the authority of God to execute correction, here's what we do. We go into our authority to correct people. The scripture says, When you're gathered together, in my name, I'm in your midst. Jesus is saying, before you go and correct, gather in my name and worship me. And I'll come in your midst and I'll give you authority and correction will come to those who need correction. Number five. We will have circumstantial benefit from being in God's presence. Remember I tell you that you need to change where you are if you want to change how the environment feels. But here's a second truth. The presence of God can change our circumstances for the better. Have you ever seen that yet? Listen, have you ever had a bad circumstance in your life? And as you worship God, your circumstances were changed. Sometimes God don't change the circumstances. Sometimes he changes you. But sometimes God will change the circumstances. Sometimes he will take you out of Egypt and put you in the promised land. But sometimes he will go with you through the fire. God can work in varied ways and forms. He's not tied down to one particular way. Psalm 68 lists a number of situations that can be overcome through praise. Look at it. If If you're lonely, if you're orphaned, if you're in prison or in need of a change in weather like Elijah needed, you should praise God. If you are poor, surrounded by enemies, burdened, or in need of deliverance, you should praise God. You see, in second Kings 20, verse 1 to 7, Hezekiah is told by the prophet that he's going to die. Can you imagine somebody says to you, a man of God walk up to you and say, You are going to die? our a doctor says, You are going to die. Hezekiah says, What? I'm not ready to die yet. Really? Watch this. But Hezekiah turns to God and God reverses his decision and Hezekiah lives many more years. Let me say that again. Hezekiah was told he's going to die. Maybe he got a bad diagnosis or prognosis from a doctor and they said, listen, you're not going to make it through this. The scripture said, Hezekiah didn't turn to the doctor. Hezekiah didn't turn to medicine. Hezekiah didn't go to the man over there or the man down there or Mother so-and-so. Hezekiah didn't find the person who had some healing in their hand. Hezekiah turned to God. And he turned to God. And because he cried out to God in worship, God said, listen, you're not going to die again. In fact, I'm going to give you some extra years. And extended his life. God can change your circumstances. There's a song that says, God, turn it around. God, turn it around. I'm praying that God would come. And turn this thing around. And he says, God, turn it around. God, turn it around. God can turn around your circumstances. Just reconnect to him in worship and give him all the glory and give him all the praise. In God's presence, you can change God's mind. In God's presence, you can change God's mind. Get into his presence. There are many examples in scripture. Moses. You remember Moses? Moses cried out to God on behalf of the people. You remember Abraham cried out to God. Jonah cried out to God. In God's presence, you can change God's mind. Finally, finally, today, we receive spiritual benefits from being in God's presence. Second Corinthians tells us that in the presence of God, in the presence of God, we can be transformed from glory to glory. Hallelujah. In other words, God wants you to look better than you're looking right now. Not just in a physical sense, but in a spiritual sense. God wants to move you from one place of glory to another place of glory. Come on, just say, I am going up higher. Transformation is transition. It is moving from one place to another. In other words, in his presence, we become new. Just as his verses are new every morning, Hallelujah. His presence brings a newness every single day. The more you is, the more you are in God's presence, it is the newer newer you're going to look. Like every day I see you when you have been in God's presence. You remember when Moses came down from the mountain and the people saw the glory of God upon him. Listen, when you're in God's presence, people need to see the glory. Because you have been transformed. The scripture says, not from, not from. Gayon to good-looking Gayon. No, 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 not from Kevin to good-looking Kevin. No, 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 no. Not from Omar to good-looking Omar, no, or better-looking Omar. I don't know what you want to call it, but God says, you're being transformed from glory to glory. So right now, what you look like is glory, and you're transforming to a higher level of glory. You don't look like Lisa, Hannah. you don't look like a, 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 a beauty queen. You, you look like glory. And what has happened, my transformation is glory transformation, not physical transformation. let me wrap this up let me wrap this up if you are thinking about taking a new job right one of the most important issue will be looking at the benefit package that is offered sure the salary is a critical factor but to examine the full compensation we must take the benefits into consideration amen especially if two people are giving your job and the salaries are the same what you begin to do is to look at the benefits You see, the amount of salary only tells what we will get right now. But the benefits tells us what we will get in the long run. Health benefits and retirement benefits are about making our future secure as well. In the presence of God, we find the ultimate benefit package. It's not about salvation. Salvation is like the salary. It is a the, uh, worship is the benefit package. And I don't just want the salvation. I want the benefit package that the kingdom of God provides. Because I'm not just thinking about my today. I'm thinking about my future. I'm thinking about my home that is in heaven. The mansion that he has gone to prepare for me. Hallelujah! So as we conclude this morning, when joy has escaped you, it is time to worship. When life Has crushed you, it is time to worship. When the devil has robbed you of joy, it is time to worship. Let me say that again. When joy has escaped you, it is time to worship. When life has crushed you in in on you, it is time to worship. When the devil has robbed you of joy, it's time to worship. The church begun in prior meeting. The church begun in a prior meeting, not a preaching service. The church begun in the presence of God, not in a building. When you're in, the, in his presence, you are before his face. And it's like a mirror. When you look into the presence of God, the glory beams back on you and you become changed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If Michael W. Smith does a song that says, I'm coming back to the heart of worship, where it's all about you, where it's all about you. Today, God wants you to reconnect in worship, so that you can enjoy the benefits of worship. And there's one thing this pandemic is trying to do, is to pull you out of God's presence. Listen, God's presence always wants to be with you, but one of the problems is that life circumstances, if you look at that parable with the sower and the seed, what happened is that some of the cares of the world came in and took the word, but right now and in this moment, I want you to know that in His presence, there is a fullness of joy. Hallelujah. So I want you to just stand where you are. You're at home. You're in a living room. And I want you to begin to just worship God. And today, 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 I want you to find some time and get your family and say, listen, we want to spend some time worshiping God. There's a song that says, I'm coming back to the heart of worship where it's all about you. When the music fades and all is stripped away, I will humbly come, humbly come. I'll bring you more than a song, for a song in itself is not what you have required. You search much deeper within to the way, than the way things appear. You're looking into my heart. I'm coming back to the heart of worship. I'm reconnecting with you, Lord God. Come on, just stand where you are at home and just lift your hands, Lord. I pray in the name of Jesus that your people will reconnect in worship this morning. Reconnect to you in the name of Jesus. And find the fullness of joy in your presence. And the pleasures forever. I pray, Lord God, for those, maybe joy has escaped them. I pray that they will worship you. Maybe they feel that life has crushed in on them. I pray that they will worship you maybe they feel like the devil has robbed them of their joy. I pray that they will worship you and enjoy the benefits of direction of their emotional state being changed. Lord God, I pray that they will enjoy the spiritual benefits that comes from worship, the directional benefits that come from worship. Lord God, the circumstantial benefits that comes from worship. Lord God, may we live in your presence and worship at your feet every day of every moment. Lord God, we pray that as we worship and unity is formed and harmony in the church, then God, your glory will fall like never before and we will be transformed from one dimension of glory to another dimension of glory until we become the full image of you, our Father. We're coming back to the heart of worship. Come on, just lift your hands and worship. It's all
1: about you. It's all about
0: you. It's
1: all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry Lord for the thing I made it When it's all about you It's all about you Jesus I'm coming back to the heart of worship When it's all about you It's all about you Jesus I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I've made it And it's all about you It's all about you, Jesus Then the music fades And all is stripped away And I simply come Longing just to bring Something that's of worth That will bless your heart I'll bring you more than a song For a song in its soul. It's not what you have required Search much deeper within to the way things appear. You're looking into my heart. I'm coming back to the heart of worship, and it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry Lord for the thing I've made it But it's all about you It's all about you Jesus I'm coming back to the heart of worship And it's all about you it's all about you, Jesus I'm sorry, Lord, for the things I've made it, But it's all about you It's all about you, Jesus King of endless words. No one could express how much you deserve from we can pour all I have is yours, every single breath I'll bring you more than a song. For a song in itself, it's not what you have required.
0: Hallelujah. Listen, God bless you. Have a wonderful rest of the day. Let me just remind you that there are three ways you can give. One is you can give on our online platform. And that is on the church website. There's a link here that you can go and give. We also have our account number that you would like to do our direct transfer to. It a wire transfer. You can do that. And then, thirdly, um, you can come by the office during the week, and you can you can give unto the Lord. Amen. Uh, also, remember there is House of Prayer this Tuesday. Don't forget that there is Bible study on Wednesday. All of these are on our online platform. There is cell groups on Thursday, and the youth fellowship on Friday. Now we anticipate the announcement from the Prime Minister to hear what will be said about the adjustment possibly of the restrictions. And so we'll keep you up to date. So keep praying that there will be favor so we we can restore some level of normalcy. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful rest of today. Reconnect to God in worship. We love you.